Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 94-83 win against the Houston Rockets, Riker. The Toronto Raptors are back. What were your just thoughts on seeing the team return in this sort of preseason, pre-secondary season scrimmage? Man, life is good, Ben. I got cramps in my stomach. It could be from the plate of sweet potato fries, the nachos and salsa, a couple glasses of wine. You could, it could be. But what it really is is just excitement, Ben. Excitement that after all of this uncertainty and everything else that's going on, it's fi- it's officially here. It's in front of our faces. We're watching NBA basketball. We're watching the championship contenders go out there and bring it to the Houston Rockets. It's only a scrim, but Ben goosebumps goosebumps yeah for sure no it was great to see the boys back on the court and the production of the games looks really good obviously this is sort of a a warm-up game so we're not getting the same intensity that we'll see in the you know the games that are coming up in this shortened regular season but it it looks the the NBA did, did a really good job making the courts making the camera angles it all the production value is great but we're talking about the Raptors here, and Riker, the first player I want to bring up is Serge Ibaka. He's hasn't missed a beat from his great regular season. I think he put in 18 points. I don't have the box sword. My phone keeps dying. It's not on the website, on the ESPN website, but I think 18 he had about 18 points. points. Three rebounds, 18 two points. assists. How many threes did you're, he hit? You're going to be the box sword 80%. What, what were you? <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben, I do want to mention, though, that the production value is good. It's relevant to the Raptors. It's the relevant to the whole setup. We had our worries based on what mm-hmm. we saw with how the, the horse. horse exactly <laughs> and who knows we could have came out and they could have been recording this whole thing with flip phones that i don't know how much <laughs> they put 150 mil into getting this all set up i don't know maybe they maybe they want to skimp out and save a bit of costs on the camera crews but that wasn't the case and ben yeah serge Ibaka played fantastic it's a little bit weird also just watching these games you know watching them when these guys are scoring no fans supporting when the big moments happen or hearing all the sneakers and everything but before we even talk about Serge Ibaka and the and all the players one thing was itching me Ben was I see all the monitors and all the screens that they have set up and they were all flashing the Raptors logos the Raptors sponsorships do you know if it's that if that's technically what the benefit of home court is like will, will the home court team get that on the screens or is it whatever feed you're watching will get the feed of those logos that that's what i i couldn't i couldn't understand while i was watching it i was thinking the exact same thing because as you saw it was all toronto raptors pictures and stuff in the background and i saw a sobe sponsorship i'm not sure if sobe's is even outside of atlantic canada but it might be i don't really know but yeah, it was it was interesting to see, and maybe that will be the home court advantage, seeing your logo around. I'm not sure how much of a help that will be in games, but yeah, and especially in a scrimmage, too. I guess, I don't know, it's interesting to, to see how things yeah, are set up. I have otherwise, no it'd have to be green screen, which would be weird for the players to watch, you'd think, <laughs> but I don't know, man. But let's talk about the players, Ben. So as we said, Serge Ibaka, he actually did. I saw the stat, they were showing them during the game that every month, it seemed, he got better, and he's actually having his best career career his best season of his career which is crazy assuming you know expectations were relatively high getting a Baco when we when we got him from Orlando but for him to actually be having the best season of his career on uh, on a season that we're going to probably be relying on him heavily in the post in in this postseason right down the stretch especially in bigger mm-hmm. matchups you know how how promising is it to see him come out with such a strong start like this Ben 
Well, the big thing about Sergi Baca this season, because last year he, his game was taken to another level when he played exclusively at center. When that, those minutes were split between him and Mark and him and JV, that, that completely revitalized his career. Because we remember before that when he was running the power forward, trying to be a stretch big man, we all thought he was old, washed, couldn't play. And then at the center position, he's been great. And then this year, he's taken to a whole nother level, knocking down his threes at a 10% better clip, shooting 40% from three where he was shooting like about just under 30% last year. So the three-point shooting has just been really what's what set him apart from last year's Ibaka. Obviously, he's always been able to score in the post, score in the paint, be a great defender. But the fact that he's stretching the floor on top of it, that was my one worry coming back into this bubble. Say, you know, obviously you're out for a long period of time, a long stretch of time. We've seen Serge post a t- TikTok of where he's bricking threes on, on that. So it was a little bit worrisome to see if the guys would come back rusty, but Serge certainly was not that. Knocked down two threes tonight, two stretch shots, and obviously the Rockets are a team that love to close out on threes. They're mobile bigs, even though they're a bit smaller. But if he's knocking down his threes and playing the way Serge Ibaka always has, it's going to be a huge plus for the Raptors going forward in the playoffs. Absolutely, and there was some rust with turnovers, especially we saw during the game. Oh, yeah. But as you mentioned at the beginning, this is not even the quotations the regular season yet this is just the scrimmage Mm -hmm. so the the, you know they're still trying to find their legs they're trying to maybe try a couple things that they haven't done in a while against true defense so we saw it at the beginning with Siakam he threw a couple just over the hands of guys when he's trying to toss it in down low but as the game progressed it seemed like it might even get a little bit out of control with the Raptors trying to cover all of the the closeouts. But as the game progressed, they they really settled down and played strong Raptors basketball, which I, I you never doubt the Raptors, but it still was, at least in my opinion, a little bit surprising how well I think they played as a unit. Ben, I, what what are your thoughts on on just the on the how the team looked from the eye test? Yeah, no, it looked like Toronto Raptors basketball in the ways that they were moving the moving the ball, they were exploding, they were running up the court, you know, they were they were playing fast-paced, balls flowing. There wasn't anything super stagnant. As you mentioned, there was a lot of turnovers especially in the first quarter. I think Siakam started off the game with they counted five box score in the box score they counted five turnovers early on I remember checking and then yep. I, I think there was really six because Lowry threw him a pass that was completely open and it just slipped through his hand so I would have attributed six turnovers to Siakam early on but after that point he's doing a good job at finishing the lane going in the post and his touch seemed to be there aside from on those, those passes at the end of the game we saw some guys particularly Stanley Johnson and Matt Thomas have some turnovers but we'll talk about those guys after but other than that it's it was really really cool to see that the the offense was still in rhythm it looked like they were playing in mid-season form and that's going to be probably a huge positive for the Raptors coming into this this bubble with having so much chemistry having a team that's not super different from the team they had last year you know a lot of guys that have played together a lot and guys that complement each other and I think that'll be a huge asset but Riker one player that I really want to highlight on before we forget is Terrence Davis coming off the bench exploding onto the scene he's been remarkable for the Toronto Raptors we saw him sort of hit a rookie wall at the, right before the sort of season came to a halt but tonight looked like that rookie wall was completely knocked over and we're seeing a, a Terrence Davis as he was at the beginning of this year 15 points five rebounds one assist and a block and surprisingly against the height a nasty block yeah, and surprisingly against the height of this Rockets team, there was only three blocks total for the for the whole squad. So, um, Ben, he, he, I, how would you attribute 
his rookie wall? Was it a lack of confidence or was it him just missing shots? Because if you look at it tonight, he had good output, but he still wasn't super efficient. 16% from three. Uh, what was he on? 44%. Actually, 44% from the field is not bad at all. But I, to, to me, when I'm watching Terrence Davis, he's trying to cross guys. He, this game, he's trying to cross guys. He is attacking aggressively. He's asserting himself. He looks like he thinks he's the man. And that's the reason that he got those early minutes, despite being a rookie on a championship team. And, you know, like all the depth that the Toronto Raptors have, he established himself as a rotation piece for a good stretch of the season because of how confident he was. Whether or not you're making the shots, if you're confident enough, eventually they'll fall because he has the skill. So, Ben... That's that's what I saw from Terrence Davis tonight. I don't know if you want to add any extra to that, but it just looked like he came out there to start balling again. Yeah, no, that's that's big facts. I completely agree. To bring up the as you mentioned the rookie wall, the shots just weren't going down for TD for a five six stretch of games, and then obviously the Toronto Raptors are so deep on trying to repeat as champions. You can't have them missing shots, so he he kind of lost his minutes, and that's a that's a tough wall for rookies to hit. We saw it happen with Siakam a few years back, and and those types of players. So it's not a big deal. But the, if he's playing like he was at the start of the year, like we saw tonight, it will be a huge positive for the Toronto Raptors. I guess we'll we'll run through sort of the main guys. I think those are the two standout players for me. Uh, Kyle Lowry, he looked like Kyle Lowry. His shots weren't going completely down, but he knocked down enough to say he'll, he'll be fine. Fred Van Vliet missed a bunch of layups, but still, other than that, it, it just looked like the guys... Looked ready to go, but a little bit rusty on their touch, specifically finishing around the rim. Well, nobody played a lot more than 20 minutes. OG actually logged the most minutes tonight. I don't know if you would have necessarily realized that watching it, but as always, he doesn't really appear as heavily on the box score for what his full contributions are actually to the team. But most guys were in around that 5 or 3 to, say, 10-point range, um, shooting you know, 40 to 50%. So all around, it was decent. The one thing that you'd be surprised about, because plus minus, it does become more important as the playoffs get closer and your rotations tight tighten. Because sometimes there's forgiveness with plus minus. If your starters are not doing great, you can, if your bench does better than the opponent's bench, then the games can stay pretty even. So you can actually win games where a lot of your starters are in the minus in that in that category. But that 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 doesn't happen so much in the playoffs because you rely so heavily on at least two of your two or three of your starters being out on the court at all times. So you, the point is your best guys have to be on. And yeah. Pascal Siakam, I think tonight he had a minus ten on the game, which would have surprised me because from the eye test I thought he played pretty well. But with that being said, a team like this where they really don't have the height, they don't have the rim protectors, would you have liked to see him maybe try to assert himself a little bit more? Or were we kind of just saying, well, Serge is doing well and give everybody a touch? Like, is it not even a reason for concern? Yeah, I see what you're saying. And if this was a game, a regular season game, I could see Siakam attacking more, looking looking for a shot and probably Nurse giving him some more minutes. And we usually see Nurse, when Siakam struggles or misses a couple shots, run a play for him to get an easy bucket, get the confidence back. And I'm sure if this was a regular season game, that that's what would have happened. But obviously, as you mentioned, Serge Ibaka was going, trying to get the ball involved. And down the stretch of the game, neither team played their starters. And it, it was a solid game up to the first three quarters. Then we got to see the bench units sort of run the game out. But Siakam, he... 
the one thing about Seattle, because he did a great job at finishing around the rim today with his floaters and stuff, even though he didn't take that many. But the one area I want to see Siakam in is kind of the opposite from what you brought up. I want to see him knocking down those outside shots. And he wasn't really knocking them down today. Neither None of his mids, none of his three-pointers seemed to really be on target. So if if we're going to win, if we're going to win against teams like the Celtics, the Bucks, and you know if we are fortunate to go enough to go to the finals against whatever team that comes out that way, we're going to need Siakam to not only be able to get us a bucket at will at the rim, but... Knock down those shots like Kawhi Leonard did last year from the mid to, you know, when the defense is focused in on you, got one or two guys on you, the the offense is stagnant. He's going to need to be able to knock down those threes, knock down those dribble pulls that we saw him making before the season went down, even during the clutch. But, you know, obviously it's just one game. There's no need to worry right now. But it's a thing to look out for, especially as the season picks up, is if Siakam's jump shot is falling, because that's going to be an essential factor for us going forward, especially when the playoffs come around. And we know how important threes are in momentum turning, in building on leads, right? And just absolute devastation because it's only one extra point, but really three-pointers can make an impact. And if we're expecting the, the ball to flow or the offense to flow through Siakam in late minutes of crucial games come down the the playoff stretch then you're absolutely right he needs to be able to do it from every area on the court or else defenses will be able to take advantage of it but the one thing I'll I'll add to that is tonight it didn't look like he actually took any mid-range or three-point shots in rhythm a lot of his shots were Mm -hmm. you know pump fakes and then he kind of does his he'll kind of jab when he does a pump fake as well he doesn't have a a great set shot it seems but usually when he's shooting in rhythm he has a a better better luck with his stroke but that's it and then my I guess my only concern Ben before we go into the segments and I gotta try to remember the segments here too it's been so (laughs) long was that my only concern was the Rockets seem to get a lot of offensive rebounds for a short team and you could make the argument that they shoot the most threes in the NBA, so of course their rebounds are going to go the longest. You need to really push back in your box outs in order to make sure that you get them. Otherwise, and they're not really grabbing a lot, they're tipping a lot. But again, this is the shortest team. So when you're playing big guys like the Bucks or a big team like the Lakers, does it leave you maybe a little bit concerned that they're going to be able to match up size-wise? I think having Gasol on the court will be a complete fix for that. Obviously, Serge, I think we were fine when Serge was on the court, and Rondé does a really good job as a sort of a backup coming in, but we honestly matched the Rockets in terms of size this game. If you know, if you don't include Boucher as a really big guy, even though he's put on some weight, obviously he's not the, the most intensive rebounder, so to speak. He's not a guy like the size of a Gasol or one of those players or a JV type of player. So I we kind of went small against the Rockets to match them in this game. So I'm not going to be completely worried. Now, if Gasol's injured, I think that will be, or if he's, you know, not for not playing for some reason against some important games, then I'd start to be a little bit worried. But I think we'll be fine. And before we swing into the segments, Riker, you brought up the point of having a momentum-swinging player, and Siakam's usually the guy that's going to have to do it. But one guy that's been sort of filling that role this year for the Raptors is Norman Powell and even though it did come against the Rockets bench that is the units Norm is usually playing against he did sort of swing the momentum that really took away this game before the starters and all that sort of removed themselves from this one it looked like he was playing grown man basketball out there he was just attacking he had a couple shots that looked like good good attempts and but what I was most impressed about was 
his ability just to in control, right? Because that's always the concern yep. with Norman Powell is when he starts going fast, but he's out of control. It looked like he'd had a lot of really solid takes where he gets a guy just bouncing off of him and then has really good uh, finish. We know how athletic he is. He can get up above the rim and then just finish those good layups. So I agree. It, it, and we, I, he, he has a place in the playoffs. They're in the rotation. Yep. Even if it gets cut down to eight men, there's no, no two doubts about that, Ben. Yep, Norman Serge off the or Norman Gasol, whoever, which one of the centers are coming off, they're guaranteed in the rotations. The rest of them we'll be debating about for the next three weeks. But let's swing into the segments, Riker. Tonight, the spicy pea lay of the day. I don't know if you have one in mind, but the one I'm taking up is the Terrence Davis block when he jumped up. He's just got bunnies, man. He gets up high, got a, a nasty block, got some nasty putbacks. TD, he, he's getting some spicy pea lays of the day from me, Riker. I like that. There was a lot that Matt Thomas did wrong tonight, but he had one nice dish. I believe it was to Chris Boucher, who finished with a nasty yam. And I, he had a couple. I think he had a couple of dunk opportunities this game. And uh, but that to me was the nicest one. Yeah, actually, to bring up Boucher, also had a really nice block on Harden. So the boys, the boys did not hesitate with some highlight plays. Rondé had a dunk as well, but it got called off for a foul. So. so some fun plays for the Raptors tonight, but not all plays can be the spicy P lay of the day or spicy pea lays of the day, and some just make you say, oh, geez, Riker. And tonight, the oh, geez play for me is Pascal Siakam coming out in this one and having about five turnovers at the jump. You know, the first after the first four or five minutes, he seemed to get more in a rhythm, look more like a, a basketball player. But as you mentioned, making some weird passes at the start of this one. Yeah, that's fair. You got, you go, you go the negative, you're the, you go bad cop, I'll go, I'll go, Good cop, uh, a positive OGs. Kyle Lowry, there was a, I don't know if it was a structured play. It seemed like there was a little maybe slip screen at the half court, but we didn't see it to end the second. And Kyle Lowry comes, mm-hmm. he's curling off. Westbrook's right there on his hip and gets one of those three points where he's just jumping. He's behind the line, but he finishes probably six or seven feet ahead and banked it in. I don't know if he called bank, but uh, let, let the Raptors have the, the nice tie at half. Always an OG is a Kyle Lowry bank buzzer beater. But finally, the infamous, the one, the only, Damari Carroll Gold Star Award Riker. And I think there's a couple of guys that are getting them tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll let you sound off. Well, we have to leave it till the end, Ben. We couldn't we couldn't add any negativity in the in the in the meat of it on the meat of it. But we got to dole out some some just some bad performances. Matt Thomas was terrible out there. You're going to maybe give some pros for him, but he sucked. He missed every closeout. He either ran past them, jumped out of the building, or got blown by. He fouled constantly. He didn't get a single rebound or box out. He looked lost out there on uh, defensive like switches. And uh, yeah, he made two threes, but he was otherwise garbage. And Stanley Johnson went out there and immediately got three or four turnovers as well. So those two guys were just garbage. And you're sitting guys like my boy Patrick McCaw on the bench so I don't know about that Ben yeah I'm assuming McCaw and Gasol that this isn't the regular rotation especially where none of them played in garbage time I think they're just resting or something even though we just had five months of rest but to build off the Matt Thomas point yeah he is defense was He's been fine defensively at times throughout this season, but tonight it was just really not there for Matty T, and that's been the big question about him because everyone knows he can knock down the three. 
So it, we really need to see him be able to stay in front of people, at least his size. A guy like Eric Gordon is not having a good season this year, and he's just blowing by Matt Thomas, trying to, to you know, it's like the, the whoever offense on Matt Thomas when he was out there tonight, and he, he, he got to, be, he has to be able to stay in front of these guys, get some rebounds, as you mentioned, didn't hit his box outs, but he did kind of redeem himself in the last three minutes and the, the garbage minutes with knocking down a couple threes, and even though that doesn't make up for the defense, when Matt Thomas is looking for a shot on offense, because even at times it seems he, he he's not looking, he's looking to drive more so than than knock down his three, which I don't really understand if he has that space. But that was a it was a weird game for Matt Thomas. Definitely want to see him play better on defense, like we've had throughout the year. And Stanley Johnson. He's a guy that I think everyone's rooting for now as a Raptors as Raptors fans. He came in with a with a decent amount of hype this year, being a big athletic guy. He had a phenomenal game against the Raptors last season when he was on the Detroit Pistons. So there were some expectations. Didn't really crack the rotation throughout the course of this year. Didn't really take advantage of many opportunities. Got a, a long stretch of run in the fourth quarter, and he he just looked like he he struggled holding on to the basketball, Riker. Yeah, he was trash. He he sucked, and I don't I don't love to sugarcoat it when somebody plays bad. And you know what? There's a bit of forgiveness actually with Matt Thomas because yeah, everybody on the Rockets is around his size, but you also got to think the volume of threes that they shoot and the amount that they swing the ball and do the drives and kicks. You have to be so so quick on your toes you have to have really good lateral quickness to stay and to switch onto the likes of russell westbrook and james harden and to be out there sure air gordon's not doing great but they're a really fast team and maybe there's a little bit more forgiveness when you're playing a bigger squad that slows it down the pace a lot and there's a little bit more one-on-one so you can kind of focus on your man but there's no forgiveness for stanley johnson like you know you're going out in garbage minutes there's there should be no jitters there should be no throwing the ball out four consecutive times once sure twice maybe three -uh. (laughs) yeah it was it was tough even on the rebounds he just couldn't seem to hold them and we're running a bit long here Riker but there's a couple of last things I want to throw at you with the 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 Houston Rockets one serious point I guess they seem to be in foul trouble the whole time. Robert Covington had about five fouls in the first, in like midway through the second quarter. So that's an interesting thing to bring up. Daniel House is looking like Mickey Mouse out there. Daniel House Jr. with that with that hair and Bruno Caboclo. The the sight of him, a Bruno sighting with an afro. I'm just throwing all that at at you. What are your just whole thoughts on the Houston Rockets? Yeah, man. Well, I'm rooting for them to win in the West. I've been vocal Same. about that. I like, yeah, and I, they're a fun team to, to root for, I guess, until they get good. Then they'll be even less tolerable than the Warriors in their prime. But there's just something fun about this team and having guys that can dance around defenses with the, the caliber that James Harden can and Russell Westbrook can. It kind of kind of makes up for Daniel House Jr. turning into a semi-god from three and Robert Covington just not being able to he he just somehow he didn't get the the memo that Kyle Lowry loves those drives and pulls as soon as the hand <laughs> comes into reach like come on that's that's yeah. classic Lowry just little things like that but I thought this was a great way like a great first matchup in scrim and uh and it and it played out really well it was exciting and you know we didn't get the full intensity of it but it was I thought it was a fantastic start to resume the Raptors basketball yeah 
getting to play Mickey Mouse, getting to play Bruno Caboclo, always a, a good sight to see. And yeah, the Rockets and the Mavericks. The Mavericks are the, the main team I'm rooting for, but they're, they have a tougher chance than the Rockets, who are actually championship contenders in our opinions. But let us know what you guys think. Let us know what you guys think on this pod. Obviously, we ran a little bit long here, but it's Rapt- Raptors basketball are back, so we gotta we got to talk about it, break everything down. You're the best to make this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. Riker, any last words? The raps are back, Ben. The raps are back. Cheers. Yeah.